Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodhi, and I am your host, and I am so excited about this episode. On this episode, I sat down with Jessica Kirsch, and we chatted about her trip to Texas to watch the SpaceX launch. Spoiler alert, it didn't launch while she was there, unfortunately. But uh, she did go, and she got to meet a lot of really cool people and experience something that I think a lot of us would like to experience, especially during this pandemic, is, you know, going somewhere especially somewhere like South Padre Island where they have beautiful beaches and water, but going somewhere and actually experiencing something as a group, like a collective. There are a bunch of people there on the beach to watch the SpaceX SN9 launch. And unfortunately, like I said, why she was there, didn't launch, but that doesn't take away from the fact that you get that communal spirit. And I think in a lot of ways in our pandemic times, that's kind of what we're looking for as as a collective, as a whole, um, as a people. And I have some more good news regarding Jessica. Jessica is going to be on the show. She has agreed to be on the show once a month, which I think is amazing because it's great to hear somebody else's opinion and somebody else's voice besides mine. And so I'm very thankful she agreed to do that. We created a segment for her based on her YouTube show, which is youtube.com forward slash Jessica Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Anyway, it, the segment's going to be called Kirsch Rant. It can be what about whatever she wants to talk about, or we, she can come on and talk to news. It really doesn't matter. Um, I'm just happy to have somebody else on this podcast to give you guys a different perspective other than mine, because... While doing a one mic podcast is a lot of fun, don't get me wrong, <laughs> having somebody out there, uh, you know, with a different perspective, I think is very important. And I'm really happy that Jessica has agreed to do that. And if you can't remember the URL for Jessica's YouTube that I just uh, gave you, you can go into the show notes and there's a little link under there for Jessica Kirsch. She's under the Friends of the Show header. I would encourage you to go seek her out and watch her stuff. It's a lot of fun and full of good information. All right. Before we get into news, I'm going to briefly, and I mean briefly, promote my Patreon uh, page. It's patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. 
if you want to support the show, this is the best way to do it. Although you can leave reviews and, and tell people about the show. That's also a really nice way to support the show. And I would appreciate if you did that as well. So $1, we have one tier, it's $1 and you get everything. So go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com and take a look at that. And let's jump into the news. Amazon is testing the Rivian delivery vans in Los Angeles. I just want to be clear on this. This is testing. They're just working out the kinks. This is not actual production. But the testing has been going on for about four months. Amazon and Rivian plan to expand the testing up to 15 new cities by the end of 2021. And just kind of a side jag here. I don't know that we actually knew the range of these vehicles. We now know the range of the vans is around 150 miles, which is not a lot, but it's probably good enough for what they're doing. Um, Amazon's going to have to figure something out because they run a very tight ship. If you listen to the news on their uh, uh, drivers, like their drivers don't feel like they have enough time to put their seatbelts on that kind of thing, because they have to do like something like 30 deliveries in an hour, which is ridiculous. So if these vans are only capable of driving 150 miles, that might actually be a good thing to give the guys and gals that drive these vans a break um, while it charges up. But I would imagine that over time that's going to improve. Lordstown Motors will use the 2170 battery cells supplied by LG Kim for their endurance EV pickup truck. These are the same cells that Model Y and Model 3 use. And honestly, those those cells seem to be working just fine for the Model 3 and Model Y. We still don't have a ton of information about the endurance, but we do know that production will start September 2021, and it's kind of the pickups designed for fleet sales. I think this is a really good and smart market for Lordstown to concentrate on. Next up, Neo has increased their sales 352 2.1% year over year. If this trend continues, NEO should produce somewhere close to 87,000 vehicles in 2021, which is a far cry from the fraction of that that they were producing. NEO was almost out of business and they were just kind of brought back from the edge of bankruptcy several times. But my guess is that the real delivery number by the end of the year in 2021 will be over a hundred thousand vehicles because they've got the sedan which is an, a newer vehicle that they're putting out i don't even think they've released it yet it's going into production soon they've got the small suv and the large suv neo is knocking that out of the park in my opinion uh right now they're only in china and i think their next expansion is like norway which makes sense because norway has a lot of evs if you're new to the show, and we have a lot of new listeners, if you're new to the show and you've never heard of NEO, go check them out. They're a pretty great company. Next up, Ford will invest $22 billion in EVs by 2025. Now, that number is $22 billion to the B in EVs, but they're counting like um, hybrid vehicles as EVs as well. So I'm not sure. I think about 15 billion of that is going to go to EVs and seven to hybrids. I can't remember the exact number and I didn't write it down. So I apologize, but still um, I'm sure that's going to translate to more EVs from Ford, which is great. Unfortunately, these big investments probably should have been made a couple of years ago because they're already behind in the EV market. Now I think Ford's doing a great job. Don't get me wrong. The Mach-E looks amazing, 
However, Tesla's only going to keep getting better. And if Ford and GM, they want to bring these EVs to market and they want to bring a compelling EV to market, they probably should have started investing in this, you know, 10 years ago, or at least let's just say five years ago, the the amount of time that I've been doing this podcast, they should have been putting more dollars into that R&D specifically for EVs. I think Volkswagen did it early. They were kind of forced to because of Dieselgate, but Volkswagen did it early. So I think Volkswagen's in a little bit better place than um, other legacy car makers. But still, um, Hyundai is another company that's in a better place, especially with those Apple rumors. We'll see where that goes. Next up, Panasonic is planning on starting the 4680 battery cell production this year. Here's an interesting fact that I didn't know. Panasonic says that it should be profitable this year. Panasonic and Tesla have been working together for 10 years. And this is the the they're only going to be profitable this year. And when I say Panasonic, I mean the cell part of te- the battery cell part of Panasonic. Um for all this time they've been losing money, that doesn't seem right. I mean it's probably right it just doesn't seem right so i mean i don't know what's going on panasonic i mean it's a bare minimum we should be making a little bit of money after 10 years shouldn't we let's talk about the model 3 this is going to be a real short one model 3 is the best selling ev in the world i think it's safe to say that we are a long way away from production hell at this point for the Model 3. Now, having said that, when the Cybertruck goes into production, we might step right back into that <laughs> that portal to hell um, because, you know, the Cybertruck is not built like other vehicles. The exoskeleton, all the strength is in the outside, and that might be significantly harder to produce a vehicle or, you know, whatever that might be way easier. I don't think they're going to really know until they start producing these cars at scale. But at one foot out, one foot in hell, I guess. Elon tweeted some interesting news. Um, the the stock on the side of the steering wheel where you change which direction you want to go. Some people call it a gear shifter, but really it's like you're going to go forward, you're going to park, or you're going to go in reverse. Apparently in the new Model S and Model X, that has been removed. The car will actually guess which direction it needs to travel. And this is based on the obstacles that the car sees and the nav map. So if you're in your garage and the car sees cabinets in front of it or the wall in front of it, then it's going to be like, oh, I need to go backwards because it doesn't make sense to go forward. Um, I'm sure that there's going to be times when the car guesses wrong, but that's okay because you can actually change the direction on the touch screen, which I think is a really nice uh uh, feature and actually, I'd I'd be okay with that just in general because I don't think the stock actually physically changes anything. You know, it's, it's basically doing the same thing as the touchscreen. I have so many mixed feelings about this. I think it's really really cool. However, I think it's going to cause some people a lot of problems, a lot. And finally, in our news segment, Tesla is recalling one hundred seventy one thousand seventy seven Model S's and X's because of a touchscreen display issue in the U.S. and in China. It looked like Tesla was trying to get the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration 
to recognize the touchscreen as a wearable part. So it would over time need to be replaced. So there's no re- reason to recall. But the NHTSA is not having it. So they're going to recall 134,951 vehicles in the United States. And these are cars that were built between 2012 and 2018 for the Model S and 2016 and 2018 for the Model X. In China, they're going to recall 36,126 of these vehicles, same years, I would guess. The touchscreen or the MCU or whatever it's called, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head right now, that's kind of a vital part of a Tesla. It's not like the radio that can just be swapped out with a third-party radio. It's kind of important that that part actually comes from Tesla. So I'm really happy that Tesla is recalling this part and actually replacing it. I believe it's a voluntary recall, but it's kind of like one of those voluntary recalls where the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration and whatever the equivalent in China is, where they're basically, they're just like, hey, it would be in your best interest to do a voluntary recall. You really don't want us to get involved in this at a, at a deeper level. You know what I mean? It's voluntary, but you feel a lot of pressure to make it voluntary. All right. And with that, we are done with our news. So let's move to our chat with Jessica Kirsch. Stand by for music. It's time for a Kirsch rant. Sit down, put your hands in your lap and open your ears. All right. (laughs) Jessica, hello. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. You know, what's really awkward is all the conversation we have, and then we decide to start the show, and then where do we go? <laughs> where do we go from our conversation going forward to this point? Hmm. We just go straight up, like the rocket. I guess so. I guess so. Well, Jessica, I had you on the show because you uh, got to experience something that very few people get to experience, and while they didn't do the launch uh, you got to go and check out the Boca Chica SpaceX, what is it, launch site? Launch site, yeah, the build and the launch site, yes. Yeah, so last time you were on the show, you mentioned that you may go and watch uh, SN9 get launched, um, and then you decided to take off. So what what was your kind of process from like late December to late January to go get that done? Well, um as you may know, I live cash only, like cash only budget, no credit cards. Um, and in, let's see, last month, I, you know, they kept pushing back SN9, pushing it back, pushing it back. And I didn't think I would be able to make it because I hadn't gotten my rent for February paid yet. <laughs> and uh, I was on a stream with some friends who talk about 3D printing, whom I met through Twitter. And um, somebody sent over donations to each of us. There were four of us through PayPal. And once I received that donation, um, I knew that that would get me there with gas. It was it was a hundred fifty dollar donation. It was very generous, and that that tipped me over the edge in the ability to afford the trip to go. But I think I received that donation a day before I left or two days before I left. So um, I had to calculate it all. And I actually have all the calculations for the gas 
and um, how much I spent while I was there. Wow. Yeah. That is organized. Well, it, it, I live on a budget, right? So I can't go if I don't have the money and I had the money. You got this incredibly generous donation, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you decided, um, did you like look at the weather? You did. sounds like you did a lot of planning before you left. Did you look at the, the weather? Because it sounds like you ran into yeah. some. Yeah. So I did. Um, I didn't, I wasn't watching Arizona weather specifically, uh, even though I knew that it was going to snow like really hard. And then I had some storm chasing friends who were headed up to Sedona the day that I was leaving to, they rented an Airbnb up there and, um, they were sending me weather updates of Southern Arizona and then also of Texas. And both of them, of the weather updates, like it looked dangerous to drive through Southern Arizona. And it was, and I ended up setting out. Um, also, there was wind advisories, uh, marine special marine wind advisories for Texas. So it was kind of like, a, I wasn't sure if it was going to launch. I left on a Sunday, right? Sunday, and I drove through the night. It was 19 hours through the night, plus stops got there Monday and it was supposed to launch on Monday. So I was secretly hoping that the wind would be too strong that, and so I wouldn't miss it. Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. And it was, I got there, it was like 40 mile an hour winds and I couldn't even set my tent up. (laughs) Oh, yikes. Yeah. But going through Southern Arizona, it was, it all of a sudden started hailing and then it was sleeting and then it was snowing. And um, when I stopped, I was about to stop for gas and I had just passed a car that had just flipped over. Like there were no fire, you know, fire engines there yet or ambulance or police. And I, on that trip, I think I saw three or four different flips, like cars had flipped. Oh, and it wasn't just due to weather. Like there was in tech, the hill country in Texas and I just, somebody had just hit a deer and it was just splattered all over the highway. Like it was nuts, (laughs) but I got there safe. It looks like you made a lot of fast friends, honestly, because I only watched, I think one of your streams and then I may have went back and watched another one of your videos to kind of keep track of what was going on. Um, Everyday astronaut was there. Did you see him? I did. I finally met him. Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Very briefly. Yeah. I got pictures because Sierra and Brad were there after you had left and they were sending me pictures <laughs> looking up at his hotel room. And I was like, this is not appropriate. That is so funny. <laughs> so they know where he's staying. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it was really hard not to know, I guess, because all these people were just looking up and there was this um, an, an enormous amount of equipment just sitting on the balcony across oh, the okay. Okay. facing the, the, the launch. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. So you got there and, and you, you, there was there a lot of people waiting for the launch? It seemed like there was a good amount. Yeah. So I, okay. So the, the way that I met, the people, because I ended up staying on an RV lot spot. So I was pulling into, it's called Isla Blanca Park, I believe. Isla or Isla, I'm going to call it Isla, which is the southernmost tip of South Padre Island. So South Padre Island, let's say this is it, right? Down here, very bottom of it. Oops. Okay. 
And then down here, across the water, like across the bay, is SpaceX. And then there's Mexico, like right down here. Okay. Oh, wow. So Boca Chica. And then there's a bay. So if you were to be able to drive, which you're not able to, to drive from South Padre Island, Ila Blanca Park to Boca Chica, it'd be about six miles. So watching the launch across the bay, you can like legitimately see the rocket standing there. You can see the high bay um, in the mid bay and the building infrastructure for SpaceX, the build site, right? But in order to get there, driving wise, it's about 40 miles because you have to go around and then through and then through Brownsville and then, yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, so I stayed in an RV lot and it, I'm going all over the place. I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh yeah. And these people, I was pulling into the park and there were these people lined up with like eight chairs and I was, my vision stinks, right? I hadn't slept. I couldn't even see where the rocket was at that point because there was so much fog. And I was like, can you just point me in the direction where the rocket is? And they were like, oh, you're here in town. And I had a, um, my SpaceX shirt on with the Earth and Starman in the Roadster. So I clearly was there for the launch. And I was like, oh, my God, SpaceX people. And they were really excited. And they were like, do you, can we adopt you? I was like, yeah. (laughs) They're like, do you want to stay on our property? I was like, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful I met those people and they had been there for six months. Wow. Um, They got caught in quarantine there, but they live in an RV right now. And um, they said that's the longest that they've stayed anywhere in like the past 10 years. But they've just, they'd been there since like SN4, I believe. And they were, you know, it was great. It was nice to have like a, a home base there. I didn't have to be alone and all that stuff. So I'm really very grateful they happened to be on the side of the road when I was pulling in to the park. That was just a happenstance universe kind of thing. Oh, that's cool. Are they mm-hmm. going to stay there through the next lunch? Which probably I think so. Scheduled rain. Right? I don't think it's scheduled yet. Um, I'm hoping it's by the end of the month or early next month. I'd like to go back down. Yeah, no, you should. It was like for for me having somebody there that I actually knew, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so I was feeding. I was feeding what you were talking about to Brad and Sierra, which Brad was already watching every day astronaut. But I was okay. feeding that information to him. I was like, you guys should go. It looks like a lot of fun. There's a lot of people there. You guys should go. You should go. And then because of work, they're like, okay, if it hasn't gone by Monday, yeah. we're gonna go. So they left and got in at like one thirty in the morning. Something oh, like I'm that. so glad that they were able to make it. Cause it's all about, you know, like it's all about timing. And yeah. No, if they would have gone when I suggested, they, they just wouldn't have seen it. So they would have missed it. Right. You were there for the week. You didn't get to see the rocket launch, but you did look like you made a lot of friends and a lot of contacts. Yeah. Just the, the general SpaceX community. I'm going to guess it's a lot and it has a lot uh, in common with the Tesla community, but mm-hmm. like was it worth it just to go and meet a bunch of folks and hang out and see the rocket? Oh my God. It was more than worth it. Like it was, it was just the coolest experience. I mean, it was, yeah, it would have been really great to see it go off. But the fact that on the last day I got to see SN10 rolling out 
And there were all these other people there, photographers and, you know, locals, um, just the, the, you can feel it. You can feel the excitement among the people, um, on Thursday, let's see, yeah, Thursday was the day I was set up on the beach and I was live streaming and there were just people bringing chairs and, you know, they had coolers and picnic baskets and there were kids and there were older folks and it just like the whole town came, you know, came out basically. That's what it felt like. And there were people there that were like, we didn't even know this was going on, but wow, this is so cool. You know, they pulled up and it just, you can feel the, like the hope, I guess. <laughs> and, um, I had the opportunity to do a trash, they called a cr- scrub the beach, but it was a trash pickup. And that's where I met Tim Dodds, everyday astronaut. Oh, cool. Uh, and there were probably like 20 of us, I think. Um, there are a couple of photos on Twitter. I'm wearing a bright orange <laughs> outfit, but that was something Lab Padre, the official South Padre Island um, Twitter. They, she, they set that up. It's at S Padre. And uh, that was really cool because we got to clean up, you know, just trash along. It was right across the street from the launch pad. And that was the very first day that I actually got to see the rocket in person. Here comes Stella. Oh. Yeah. So um, the other days it was too foggy to even see that there was a rocket there. Yeah. That the pictures of, uh, I'm going to guess that Tesla with the the little red and white on the back, that was security. Yeah. That was security. Were were you... Because we talked about this before, but one of the things I admire about you is your ability to just go up and do things. Mm-hmm. And uh, were there other people doing that? Or were you just like, hey, man, I'm going to hang out right here behind your car and I'm going to do a back bend over the, yeah. the rocket? I mean, there were <laughs> photographers that were right behind the cars, but um, I figure, you know, all they can do is tell me not to. So, like, I might as well try it. You know what I mean? And so, um, I wanted to get some kind of cool statement photo. And I think that even though it's, you know, I was trying to make a, like, if you look at the back bend, it kind of looks like a house, like the shape of a house. It's like SN10 in the house. (laughs) No, it was, it was really, uh, it was, it's a really cool photo. It is probably one of my favorite photos just because everybody takes the same picture and that yeah. was definitely not the same picture as everybody else's. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah. I was just it's, wondering how many yeah. people harassed, not harassed, but how many people did those security folks have to, uh, uh, chat with not have to, or get to, um, there were, I actually shot video of me doing the back bend and then, um, and in that, I think, there were just short little clips that I shot video of and I didn't even realize it was happening clearly because I was in my own little backbend world, but there were people walking up to the size of those vehicles talking to them or whatever. Um, I had actually the vehicle on the left. Uh, I had met that security guard three or four night. I think it was either the night I got there or the next night I went over there when it was w- too foggy to even see the, the rocket literally like, visibility was less than 10 feet i had to drive with my blinkers on back to south padre island that night it was crazy um but i had 
he was guarding the launch pad entrance and I was standing outside of it trying to one live stream, but the data was bad there. And then two, I was trying to figure out where the rocket was. And I was like, do you, where is Starship? And he's like, I'm not allowed to answer any questions, deny or, (laughs) you know, Um, (laughs) and I was like, okay, I don't blame you. And then, so I'm standing on the side of the road, like zooming into Google maps and then going to Twitter, trying to find like pictures and I couldn't find it. So um, he had to deal with me (laughs) that night, but he was very professional and, you know, very, um, understanding that like there's i wasn't the only person on the side of the road that night there were nasa space flight photographers there taking photos and yeah and it's only gonna get worse sure this is uh like when you mentioned like it was like this nice little community nice little family like Mm -hmm. when i was i'm still old enough to remember like when people would like sit down and actually watch watch like the lunches, like yeah. my dad and my grandpa's and my uncles, we'd sit in my grandpa's house and watch these launches go up. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon, you know, it became like the space shuttle. And then I was, I was actually sitting in class and they were showing the space shuttle launch. Did we have a conversation about this before? Am I repeating the story? I don't think so. So when the space shuttle blew up, mm-hmm. we actually saw that in class and like, we didn't know what was going on. You know, the space right. shuttle blew up they wheeled the TV out and then people came in to talk to us and we're like, we don't understand what's going on. Oh, wow. We were so little. I think I was in the second or third grade. Oh, wow. Um, But, uh, but that was, I I think kind of after that, that event, it kind of tapered off a little bit as being an event, but it it seems to me like this, people are going to the computers to watch everyday astronaut, Jessica Kirsch, youtube.com, Jessica Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. That's right. <laughs> Thank and, you. <laughs> uh, and anyway, so people are going because they want to have these communal events again because it's exciting where mm-hmm. space is going. Because for so long it kind of had gotten a little bit stagnant, and it was at a, it wasn't at a consumer facing thing. It was more a science facing. So getting right. people excited about it, it, it just wasn't happening. So it's right. nice to see that it's exciting. Yeah, and I, I, um, I think that the ability. Right now, and this is this is really what made me decide to go down for SN9 is like right now the rocket is being built, you know, in the high bay or whatever, but you can see it with your own eyes. Like you don't there's there's not a manufacturing facility, like it's not behind closed doors, it's not top secret yet. Yeah. It's all being built. I mean, you could drive right by the launch pad on the way to Boca Chica Beach and it's on your right and you see SpaceX facilities on your left and it's all out in the open and it's not going to be like that forever. And so I felt that the opportunity is now if, you know, to see like kind of a behind the scenes. And if anybody, you know, is interested in seeing that, I would recommend going now because we don't know how much longer it's going to be just out, you know? Yeah. And, and based on uh, the photos that you had and then that Sierra and Brad sent back, cause I didn't know South Padre Island was anywhere near that, to be honest with you. And I didn't mm-hmm. know, I knew it was a place where like my, I'm Catholic. So like my God brothers mm-hmm. and sisters would go there when they were in college. Cause they were yeah. quite a bit older than me, okay. but I didn't know, like I heard it was a place. I didn't know. Yeah where it was, what it looked like. When I was a kid, I used to go to Texas all the time, but mm-hmm. we never went there. 
And it looks like it's about a mile and a half long or wide. It's yeah, not it's very, a little very skinny. Yeah. But I told my wife, I was like, you know what? We should probably go and watch one of these launches. But yeah. when I looked on the schedule, didn't like there was didn't look like there's anything set for the summertime where we could actually take the kids. Cause we have to go like, we could go for a week, but we kind of have to go for two weeks when you're dragging two eight year olds along with you. I understand. <laughs> like they, don't, they don't do the turnaround very good. Yeah. And it doesn't end up being a very fun family vacation, but uh, yeah, that's definitely something that I, I would like to do. And mm-hmm. I think that in the not too distant future, we'll try and figure out how to do that. We can't fly there, obviously. Well, I mean, we could, but with COVID, I'm not going to get on an airplane. Yeah. And I did all the math and stuff. And I just feel like it's because once you get there, then you have to rent a car. Like, so there's mm-hmm. that expense. And um, I don't know. It just, it, the whole thing was just like a really, it was a really fun journey. And I, you know, just went in knowing I was either going to sleep in a tent or sleep in my car. And I was going to figure it out, whatever it was. Um, but I did have, thankfully I found somebody on Twitter who had gone for SN8 and I saw his pictures of his beach cleanup and I contacted him, I think the night before he left. And I was like, do you mind if we have a phone call or FaceTime? And I was able to ask him questions and specifics as to like where to stay. Um, he gave me the information about the park and I was able to text him while I was there, which was really comforting to know that like there was somebody who had been through it. And, um, so I appreciate that person. That was helpful. Yeah, that is nice. I did see that there was like a KOA campground, like towards the bottom. Is that the one you were, you were talking about? KOA. Uh, it was, it was called, it's called Ilo Blanca park and okay. it's a public park. Oh, and, I see. So it's probably nothing yeah. with KOA. Is KOA like the nature per, uh, they have a, I don't know exactly what they are. Friends with RVs and my father-in-law mm-hmm. has an RV, a, a small one. Uh, they, they always, well, not always. They're always talking about, they're talking about KOA a lot. I don't know if it's okay. always, but it seems like it's a very big company for campgrounds. I don't Oh, okay. have a, a camper, so I don't really right. go through that. Uh, I don't pay attention. If there is a KOA camper on around me, I don't know where it is. Well, it very well could be. I mean, because the, the RV park inside of the park is enormous. Like where I stayed, yeah. it is enormous. There were hundreds, if not thousands of campers. Wow. Yeah. Did they, I mean, this is just more for people who might go there in the future. Were the facilities good? Like They were great. The water, there were showers uh, and there's a keypad. So not just everybody can go in. So there were, there's a bathroom, men and women's, obviously there's multiple buildings um, throughout. And then the showers were hot. (laughs) The water pressure was good. Like I was not expecting, I was expecting it to be cold and not secluded like that. Um, I didn't know there would be a keypad, uh, but I was able to, I would drive there because it was like a trek. The first night I tried walking there and it was just, <laughs> you know, mosquitoes and all the stuff on the way back. But I was able to drive there, park outside, shower every night or in the mornings or whatever, and then drive back to the campsite and then just walk over to the beach where I would watch whatever happen. So it was, they were great facilities. I mean, did you ever go to summer camp as a kid? No, I wanted to, um, okay. but I, 
we, there was only one and I don't have a really good reason as to why my parents never really sent us. My sister went. It reminded me of summer camp, the showers. They were, you know, like they're not the, you don't want to go in there without shoes on. <laughs> right. And, um, but they were big and uh, they were never full, which was great. So, and they were right in, they were in a row of just, you know, 50 RVs. Like it was, it was great. It couldn't have been better really, in my opinion, for car camping. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then uh, on, was it Friday you decided to come home? Friday, yes, because I needed to be home by Monday to take my friend's kiddos to school, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah. So um, I drove, I, I attempted to drive through the night, but my body, like at one point I was just like, Ugh. you know, I hadn't slept very well in the car that whole week. And so I stopped at a rest stop, which was like the nicest rest stop I've ever seen in Paco, Pecos, Texas or something. Had like this facility and like it was, it was crazy. Anyways, and I, I uh, taped towels to my windows <laughs> and I tried to sleep for about an hour and a half or so before I got back on the road. Yeah. You know, it's, I know that like uh, Brad and Sierra have taken their Tesla camping and they just laid it down and had a little mat down there and mm-hmm. you know, they were able to sleep in it. But like, it's got a, it's got a see-through roof. Yeah. You know? I don't, yeah. what, what do you do? And for oh, Christmas, yeah. we bought them those little sunscreens that go up into the thing, into the, the roof, but it, you can still see through it. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just a little like. Oh, big, I didn't even think about that. Cause barrier. And it's a huh. model three so they can just they could literally just look people walking by can just look down and see them huh. sleeping in the i didn't think about that and it is very spacious to sleep back there yeah yeah no they went with my they went to lost dutchman with my father-in-law and they camped uh-huh. out there and he had his rv and then they parked next to his rv and, and they just slept in the car because like i said his his camper is like uh one of those camper vans because okay. it's just him yeah so right. he was like um, he's still, it's still a ridiculous amount of money, almost as much as a big RV, oh, but yeah, it fits him. I'm sure. But, yeah. uh, yeah, it was, uh, I was just like, what were, were you not concerned with this? Like randos coming up and staring at you sleeping and she goes, no, <laughs> but I would definitely tape towels. Like I would, I would yeah. definitely make sure that there was something. So yeah. Someone was just, wasn't staring at me while I slept. Yeah. And it, I think that when I went into the restroom there and on the back of the stall, like you're sitting there, right? Peeing or whatever. And there's a sign that says like, are you like, stop sex trafficking now. And it like has all these numbers and stuff. Like, are you being forced to work against your will? And I think that kind of scared me enough to like, you know, not sleep with just my windows. But yeah, I remember <laughs> once, uh, my wife and I, cause we used to live in Reno. This is, Oh, okay. topic. But we still live in Reno, and when we were looking at coming down here to live, we had to, like, we had to find jobs and all this other stuff. So we drove back and forth a lot. And I have a friend who lived here. He now lives in California, but I, my best friend from high school lived here, so we'd come to see him anyway, mm-hmm. and uh, him and his wife. And uh, we one night we were like, I think it was in um, Barstow or something like that. We were driving down and we were so tired and we went and found a hotel r- room and I, we like walked in and I was like, nope, 
nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, like, we're gonna get murdered in this place. Yeah, like the room was it. like the bed. You know when they make the bed, and they make everything crisp and nice. And I'm not like a prince. I'm a, uh, that's not true. I'm, I'm a total princess when it comes to this stuff. Okay, but when when we walked in, the bed looked like somebody had just like gotten out of it and then just covered it back up a little bit. Oh my god, it, ew. And I had a small uh, Volkswagen Jetta and I was like, I'm going to, I'll sleep in the car for like an hour and then I'll continue driving. It's like, we can't stay here. I was like, I'm so tired. I was like, just go to sleep. It's okay. Just go to sleep. Like, just go. Yeah. We're, we're going to go to the Shell gas station. We're going to park along the side and we're just going to sleep for like an hour and then yeah. continue sleeping. Because we only yep. had like two hours left or three hours left, whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, but I was like, I'm, I don't know. I don't know who slept in that bed before. I don't know what's in that mattress. I don't know. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that happened to me with an Airbnb this summer in Tucson. Like I was trying to get out of the hotel and have a little bit more affordable place, but the the neighbor underneath, um, I think it may have been like a halfway house or something. But I walked in, and I was like, nope, and I filmed all of it, <laughs> and uh, I got my money back thankfully. But I, yeah, I just I walked in. It's like you could just feel something had happened there, or. Yeah, I just couldn't. And I just got back in my car and went right back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. We had a very similar experience in Lake Tahoe where we I shelled out the most. I'd, and this was like a long time ago. But this I shelled out for this hotel because we it's really easy to get to Lake Tahoe from Reno. It's like an hour drive. Oh, wow. But we would go up there and, but we'd, ne- we'd do these hikes, which are, there's, we used to do this one called the Vikings home and it's only mm-hmm. like a mile and a half. So going down is easy. Coming back up will kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we used to do all these little hikes in Tahoe and we decided, oh, let's stay for a couple of days in Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Most money I'd ever paid in a hotel room per night ever. Yeah. I get up there, uh, you check in at the bar. And then we walked into the, and it looks really nice and picturesque on the outside. We walked in and there was like layers of dust on the bedding. Like if you touch the couch, dust Ugh. blew up. That's and, gross. Uh, yeah. The guy was really nice when we checked in. When I went back to tell him this stuff, he was irate at me. For, for, <laughs> for pointing it out? Yes. And then I spent even more money than I originally planned because I was like, I told my credit card, do not bill this. You know, I had to make a bunch right. of phone calls. It made a very, well, it was supposed to be a fun weekend, go very stressful, uh, at least in the first couple hours. Yeah. So then we had to stay because we we're like, well, what are we going to do? So we stayed at the Marriott, which was even more money. But it was like the, we explained everything that happened. And the Marriott lady gave us an amazing deal, even though it was really, it, we got like a two bedroom condo at the Marriott in like to South Lake. And it was like, for the price of like a single room, but that was still more than I could wow. really, really afford. Yeah. But it was right. like, we ended up having a really good weekend and it snowed up there and uh, <sighs> it was like a lot of fun. But on the other side, uh, it was like, like the, that was honestly the grossest room I've ever walked into. Like there was so much dust everywhere. That's so gross. Yeah. And the, Again, this place was like at the time it was like a, it was like two thousand five or two thousand four. It was like one hundred and eighty dollars a night. A night, yeah. And there was di- Ooh, oh that I long ago too. It was ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. Ooh, but but yeah, same. You know, my wife, my wife's like, oh, okay, my little princess, what's wrong with this place? I'm like, well, 
if you really want to know, I can go through them all. But yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money to spend per night and it not be clean. Like, you know, I understand not being updated or renovated or whatever, but like not being clean, that's a whole other. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, you could literally stay the night at a Hampton and be fairly certain that it's going to be clean and you're going to pay $70 and you're going to get breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I stayed in Tucson, where's Hampton Inn and Suites. That place is the bomb. <laughs> Always very good. Yeah. <laughs> when we get off, I'll tell you where not to stay in, in Phoenix. But okay. I don't want to call any place out. <laughs> okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah, we've been responding to this one particular hotel an awful lot lately. That looks like a nice hotel, but it's not. It's not. Oh, oh okay. All right. But anyway, yeah. So um, back to the SpaceX thing. You came home oh, and, yeah. you, and then you got to drink Tesla Kila. I drank. <laughs> Did you? You should come to one of those meetups. I will. At- it's got to be after COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I was not expecting that. I didn't think I would make the meetup, but it turns out it was on Sunday. Um, the Phoenix, they call it the Phoenix owners uh, meetup, but and enthusiasts because that you know, like I'm the only one that's there. I think that doesn't have a Tesla. <laughs> um, and Vishal, let's see, he's VM one, VM underscore one on Twitter. He brought the Tesla Kilo bottle, and somebody. Uh, his name is Sean. He actually owns a company called Ohm Energy, oh. and he does battery swaps, I think, for Teslas. But he brought his original Roadster. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we all like gathered around the Roadster. We all sat in it, took pictures. You know, the thing is so hard to get in and out of. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But we all stood around it and, uh, VM one, he brought little shot glasses, you know, and we all, I only like, he just poured like a little drop in there, but yeah, we did a toast to Tesla Kilo. That was a surprise. Yeah. Very generous considering yeah. how expensive that stuff is. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, it was, um, it good? was cool. I mean, it didn't, I didn't go afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like a tequila connoisseur or anything like that, but uh, the other people seem to think that it was, you know, good stuff. You got to assume that they're either, they're either getting like Don Julio or maybe something south of Patron quality wise, but not because they're selling it for a lot of money, but that's mostly the so quality. much money. Yeah. Yeah. I have and, a sorry, what were you saying? I have a friend when he graduated or when he graduated, when he retired from the military, mm-hmm. graduated, Jesus. Um, his wife bought him this huge bottle of Crown Royal. He's a, loves crown royal and it says like his rank and his name on the crown oh, royal wow that's cool and i was like do you drink this and he's like no 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 what was in there is gone <laughs> he's oh, like, okay that's long gone he's like i just refill it with regular crown royal he's like i keep the bottle so that's i mean i guess you could do cool. that if you had a tesla bottle yeah it was it's really unique um yeah but it was good i mean it was good yeah you're the first person i've known that actually tasted it i know a couple of people that actually have the bottles yeah but i don't know if they've opened them or not but yeah yeah it was very generous that's for sure well thank you very much for coming on and chatting and uh, dealing with the technical problems and the awkwardness of going from one conversation into an interview <laughs> i love it
I love it. I'm pleased to be here. It's always an honor to hang out with you, Bodhi. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. One of these days, we should just record our whole conversation and see how much yeah. uh, grief we for them. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to me. I don't think we talk about anything that people wouldn't be interested in, you know? Yeah, it's not controversial. It's just... <laughs> no. Yeah. But anyway, thank you very much, Jessica. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, everybody, that is it for the show today. I really appreciate you for downloading this show and actually listening to it. It it means a lot to me. I am very appreciative, and I want to thank Jessica Kirsch. You can go to her YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Jessica Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. So go visit Jessica, leave a comment follow her on Twitter, let her know that you heard her on our show, the Kilowatt show, and that you like her stuff. Cause honestly, um, I think she's a great person and she deserves as many viewers as humanly possible. If you want to email me, you can at Bodie, B O D I E at nine one eight digital.com. And you can also find me on Twitter at nine one eight digital. Again, thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful week. No watts were harmed in the making of this production. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.